Hello and welcome to another jam-packed episode of We Love Books, the show where we absolutely love kids' books and we know you do too. On today's show, it's P22. He's the cat that changed America. I chat to author and wildlife filmmaker Tony Lee Morale, who wrote about the mountain lion who had incredible real-life adventures in LA. Yes, they have mountain lions in LA. That was news to me. Plus, we've got tons of book chat from you guys, starting with today's Vox Pop question. What is your favourite book? I like books that aren't like told by a narrator, but told by the main character themselves. And I like relationship books. I like reading chapter books with completely no pictures. I like them to be about um, like really exciting ones. Because then you can like imagine like the place in your head. I like books that are relatable, like book diaries. I like the diary books or things that are like going on their day. I don't know what to call them, but like things like that. I like non-fiction. Non-fiction is really nice. I like magical books and like time traveling. I like magic ones because I know my sister reads these books and I started to get into them and still don't really fun. They're based in Ireland as well. Like loads of things about Dublin as well, about different like restaurants and cafes in Dublin. Kind of like supernatural books, stuff that definitely wouldn't happen in real life, but it's still kind of fun to think about them. it's time for we love reviews today rosie is going to tell us all about the book hippie longstocking goes abroad by astrid lindgren illustrated by lauren child i'm going to review hippie longstocking goes abroad the book was written by astrid lindgren Without giving the ending away, what's the book about? So, it's about three children, Pippi, Annika and Tommy, and the horse and the monkey, and they go on adventures with the horse and the monkey all together. So Pippi has ponytails that go up and she's all by herself in a house called Villa Cura and Annika and Tommy um, are siblings and they go to school but Pippi doesn't. So Pippi doesn't know what school's like and she doesn't know how to read or spell but Annika do. So sometimes Pippi goes with them on school trips and sometimes she doesn't. I really liked reading the book because of all the lovely images and pictures and the pictures and images were illustrated by Lauren Child. So one of my favourite parts about the book was when she went into the shop in Villa Villa Pula and she took her hand off one of the clothing models and then the lady said what are you doing? You don't have to pay for that. 
and then she um, gave lots of coins to the lady and so then she said what do you want and then Pippi said I want to have the hand and then she got the hand and she and then Tommy and Annika asked what are you going to do with the hand so um, she said oh, when I went on adventures with my dad on the sea so um, I went to an island with some people who had no hands they would have to, when they had to eat they would have to bend down and when there are some people who had three arms and four arms and two arms it was all different the pictures showed the expressions on the faces and how they had their adventures but it's also well planned out so you can imagine it in your head I think the kind of readers who would enjoy the book are people who want to have an adventure and who also want to kind of have some funny bits and some cheeky people and all different kinds of funny ways and laughter ways. I think the age group what this could be for is about maybe five or four to ten or twelve. My granddad would like it because it's funny. Now on We Love Books, it's time for our interview with a featured author. Today, I chat to Tony Lee Morale, who has a very exciting career as a wildlife filmmaker as well as a writer. He has written a number of books, including, but not limited to, Ghost Maven and the book that we're going to be chatting about today, The Cat That Changed America, which is based on the remarkable true tale of P-22, a mountain lion living in LA who has had some interesting adventures along the way. Let's hear more about it all from Tony. Hello, I'm Tony Lee Morale. I'm a children's and young adult author of mystery and suspense books. I've written a couple of stories, Ghost Maven, about a girl who falls in love with a ghost. And my latest book is called The Cat That Changed America, which is based on the true life story of P-22 Mountain Lion, who made an incredible journey from his home in the Santa Monica Mountains to Griffith Park. So the first thing that I'd love to know, Tony, is when you were a child, what kinds of books did you like to read? When I was growing up, I really enjoyed adventure books. Um, I always loved books with some kind of mystery. So I was very much into the Alfred Hitchcock investigators. There were three investigators and they were given missions by Alfred Hitchcock and they became a long running series. So I always loved the Alfred Hitchcock three investigator mysteries. I am also very keen on nature. And so I very much liked the Willard Price adventure books which were about two brothers, Hal and Roger Hunt, and how they would go around the world finding animals because their father was an animal collector. And so that helped inspire my love for nature. So I think those two series made made a big impression on me, I think. Well, they clearly did, because you've obviously followed your passion very directly into your own work. But before we get onto your own work, I would like to ask you, are there any particular authors that you look back on as a kid and go, oh, they were just great. I loved their books. 
Well, I was also influenced very much by Colin Dan's The Animals of Farthing Wood, which is a series of books. And that had a very big impression on me, especially the first book, which I read when I was about eight or nine years old. And the story is about a group of animals in the UK whose home, their wood is being destroyed. It's being chopped down. And so they, they look for a new home and they hear about the White Deer Park many miles away. So they, they band together and they embark on an incredible journey. And that, that definitely inspired my own work. I loved that series and I loved the television series of it as well. It was a beautiful animated series, I remember. Yeah. It was absolutely gorgeous. Well, today, I mean, I know you've written an awful lot. You've actually written about Alfred Hitchcock yourself um, and you've written the Ghost Maven books. And the most recent one, I think, is The Cat That Changed America. That's right. And it's based on a true story because I, I spent a lot of time in California and he became very famous in 2016 because allegedly he broke into L.A. Zoo and <laughs> ate or mauled a koala. So he became infamous. Um, but he's been quite well known in the Hollywood Hills since he took up residence in Griffith Park since about 2010 or 2011. Now, I've had a lot of walks in Griffith Park over the years. Is there any chance that I could have met P-22 himself? Well, he was probably hiding in the bushes when you walked past <laughs> because he actively avoids people. There's a famous camera trap video where a jogger runs past and P-22 has disappeared 10 seconds before the jogger appears. So you'll be extremely lucky to catch a glimpse of him, I think. So I don't need to worry about getting eaten. No, absolutely not. There's a saying, you're more likely to get struck by lightning than to be attacked by a mountain lion. I never would have thought of mountain lions. When I think of LA, I think of Hollywood, or I think of the beach, and I think of, you know, a big smoky city and all the twinkling lights, and I think of all the history. I don't think of mountain lions, so I didn't ever think of mountain lions until I started looking into your work. And there's an incredible ecological world that we don't know about in LA, unless maybe you look for it. Yes, I've always been interested in urban wildlife. And I've been thinking really for the last 20 years to do something about LA because I spend so much time there. And I thought, well, maybe I can do something about the trees or the parakeets because parakeets have become wild. Never in a million years did I think there'll be a mountain lion living in the middle of Griffith Park. But it just shows how adaptable nature is and how we can coexist alongside nature and how they can coexist alongside us if we let them. And it also is basically a sad testament to the fact that we are encroaching more and more on animals' territories. So it's only right that they should claim a part of their land. And if Griffith Park is out for P22, then he's very much entitled to it. And can you explain to the kids who maybe have never heard of P22 before how he got his name? He was born in the Santa Monica Mountains. And there's a study by the National Park Service and conservationists and biologists who've been tagging the mountain lions. And it started with P1, and it's short for Puma 1. And so they've been going up to the hundreds, uh, tagging the mountain lions, and each one has been identified and tracked. And P1 is actually P22's father, and I call him Prime in the book. Um, and the trouble with mountain lions is that males are very territorial, and they'll fight to the death of the territory. So there just isn't enough space to go around. So young males like P22 have to go and look for their own territory, which is how he got involved in his adventures in the first place. And he's had some pretty 
pretty dangerous adventures involving uh, roads. <laughs> he has. I mean, his biggest achievement, and we're all still amazed that he managed to do that, he managed to cross two major freeways or motorways, the 405 and the 101, and they both have about 10 lanes of traffic. So can you imagine just running across 10 lanes of traffic as a mountain lion? Again, this harks back to me thinking about the animals of Farthing Wood, and there was a scene when they had to cross a motorway. And the sad fact is that many animals do die crossing motorways, especially mountain lions, because if they're coming up against a 65 mile per hour car, they, they just, no contest, they just get splattered. And so the, the Save LA Cougars is part of a campaign to try and build a wildlife crossing over the 101 near the birthplace of P-22. And that's happening this year, that's striking ground later on this year. And it's not just for P-22, it's for all wildlife, because we're the ones who put the freeway or motorway in the first place. And many animals suffer because of that, because we're cutting huge uh, swaths of land. We're disconnecting habitats. So this wildlife crossing is not just for mountain lions, it's for deer, it's for coyotes, it's for raccoons, it's for whoever, which animal needs it to get from one side of the mountains to the other. That's an amazing thing to do. And it's, I think it's so powerful to integrate animal life and animal crossing with the most human thing possible. It's completely constructed, you know, 10 lanes of, of, of motorway. It's an amazing symbol of living together with the animals. I'd love to know, have you had any interesting experiences while uh, doing all of this work? Or what's, has there been anything funny or dangerous happened to you with the animals? Fortunately, I've been fine. I respect animals. I've done a because my background is as a wildlife filmmaker. So I've filmed in Yellowstone, I've filmed bison, I've filmed in the Serengeti, I've filmed in India. I think if you respect animals, know their space and they'll, they'll leave you alone most of the time. It's if you're prodding and pushing at animals, and there have been cases where humans have become victims uh, of that, of animal attacks, because They've invaded best, but the animal space. And we've got to remember that, you know, there's that saying, you keep to your space and I'll keep to mine. And <laughs> I think we'll all be fine. You have written an awful lot of books, Tony. Before we talk about the Ghost Maven books, can you tell the kids what they can expect from the cat that changed America? From the feedback I've, I've got from children, like seven-year-olds, and they really love the adventure aspect. Um, P22 is a real ambassador and a hero. They love the fact that he crossed two freeways. There's a lot of humor in the book. He meets friends and enemies along the way. And there's um, a feisty raccoon who he meets, which helps him um, reach his goal and helps him become an urban city cat, rather like the cartoon Top Cat. Because if you're moving from the Santa Monica Mountains to LA, your diet is going to change. So he's got to be adapted to li living an urban lifestyle. So there's a lot of uh, real animal behavior, which I lace with humor in the book. So it's a fun read, I think, if you don't know about P22's story. So it's a good introduction. And there's a kind of summary of his social diary at the end of a book, where you can just keep track of all the scrapes and adventures that he got into. I mean, even thinking about writing a sequel, uh, which I'm calling the Hollywood years, you know, such as <laughs> a, such the LA Zoo escapade and there's other kind of misadventures he got involved with. Yeah, animals usually, you hear of animals maybe escaping from the zoo. You don't hear them escaping into the zoo, breaking yeah. in, <laughs> swiping a koala. I wonder, did he make any friends when he was there? <laughs> I th well, the zoo said they 
bear, bear him no malice because they realize he's a top predator and he's just doing what he was supposed to do. I also would love to ask you about your Ghost Maven books because I love creepy adventure thriller and these are very different from P22's adventures. Again, that was inspired during my time working and living in California because I lived in Monterey for two years on the Big Sur, which is just south of San Francisco. It's a beautiful area. And Monterey is one of the oldest towns in California um, historically, and it has a lot of supernatural folklore associated with it. And so my, my book is about a girl, a 16-year-old girl, who falls in love with a ghost, the, the ghost sailor boy who drowned in the bay 100 years ago. And so it's a kind of supernatural romance of the modern gay girl with a hundred year old sailor boy. And I was very interested in the kind of difference in traditions because dating today is very different from a hundred years ago. Everything is geared towards social media today. But I thought, what would it be like if you just returned to romance and instead of using your iPhone or Facebook, if you just went back to old fashioned letter writing and dating. So it's, um, it's a nice book, I think. I love all the ghost stories. I have a, a real soft spot for the ghost stories of, of that area and all of the all the Hollywood ghosts and the Cecil Hotel and the Roosevelt and all of that area. I just I love all those stories. I think they're magical. And I was wondering, you have written so much and on your website, you have some excellent writing tips for kids. So I'm wondering if you could give our, our kids who love to write one writing tip to help them get from dreaming about writing to actually writing, what is your top writing tip? It all depends on having a good story. It's essential to have a good story. So write, write something which you know or something that you're intrigued about. I always give a quote about the difference between mystery and suspense. Try and involve the audience or the reader as much as possible. Mystery is a whodunit, but suspense is an emotional process. It involves the reader. And so you want to know what happens next. So try and write in a suspenseful way, which keeps the reader turning pages. And you do that through uh, character, situation, but also very much putting the reader in the character's shoes, I think is very important. And of course, Tony wasn't getting away from us without first completing the grueling We Love Books quickfire favourites round. Tony, are you ready for the yes. We Love Books favourite round? Because it's ready for you. What is your favourite colour? Blue. Your favourite animal? Tough one. Cat. Oh, interesting. Your favourite day of the week? Uh, Sunday. Month of the year? May. Your favourite hobby? Travelling. The best kids book you ever read? The Animals of Farthingwood. Your favourite kids movie that you ever watched? Pinocchio. Favourite sweet treat? Jolly Ranchers candy. Favourite pizza topping? Tomato. Your favourite bike ride you ever took? I like the uh, trail ride along the Big Sur in California. Wow. Your favourite place to be alone? The beach. And finally, the best gift you ever got for a birthday? My father gave me a watch. That's a beautiful gift. Timeless. Pun intended. Books, I wanted to know 
What book would you guys write if you sat down to write one tomorrow? This is 12-year-old Jules with his action-adventure idea full of drama and intrigue. I think it would be about an island in a separate dimension. There's like only an island and they're split into different kingdoms. And then there's this big, like an outcast tribe. And then the tribe uh, and a villain that's very uh, subtle. They would team up and try to take over. So hopefully the main character uh, foils the plan. I'd like to write about people that have varying uh, characteristics and not people that's the same as the next person who are kind of have a specific talent. Uh, the villain, well, it's a she because I don't feel there's many uh, female antagonists. She's kind of conniving and subtle. Uh, she's quite tricky and she kind of works in riddles, but then she's also quite persuasive and usually gets her way. I'd say it's a mix of fantasy and adventure. So what would happen was Outcast, uh, they're probably like trolls and goblins, would team up with this girl, or lady I mean, and then they'd try to attack one of the main kingdoms, because if they siege that and they uh, get people on their side, they'll have more of a chance of taking over the other kingdom. So then they successfully do it, but then there's like three kind of leaders. I uh, haven't really thought of what they'll be, but then they go into a large force that's like the center of the kingdoms, but it's not the main one. And that's where kind of the last stand of the book is made. And then good wins, bad loses. Thanks, Jules. Well, that one will keep you on the edge of your seat. Keep your eyes peeled for that exciting fantasy adventure in the future. Well, that's all we have time for on today's show. Thank you to all the kids who took part and to all the adults who made it possible. I'm Neve Bennett. This is We Love Books. And until next time, happy reading.